Creative Coaching Podcast, where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Nick Jones. Coach Jones is the Director of Player Development at Wichita State University. We talked to him today about servant leadership, how to separate yourself from the pack, and how to provide the most value to a program. He also provides some great advice for aspiring coaches as well. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Awesome. I'm glad you're taking the time to have me. I'm looking forward to it. Good deal. So, Coach Jones, uh, I, here again, I appreciate you coming on. I know you've got some things coming up this weekend. And, uh, you know, to, to kind of set aside some time to be on and be gracious enough to set aside that time, I really do appreciate it. Uh, so let's go and get started. How were you introduced to the game of basketball? You know, uh, started, you know, at a very young age, I'd say, um, you know, kind of came from a family, you know, both my parents and, um, you know, played basketball, you know, in high school growing up and just came there, you know, my mom and dad, both, you know, strong into sports, you know, all different kind of sports. Um, so, you know, started early, you know, I have an older brother that's three years older than me. Um, you know, he grew up, you know, playing basketball, you know, football, baseball and everything. So, Obviously, me being the younger brother, you know, obviously kind of wanted to follow his footsteps and always played with him and his friends, you know, even though I was, you know, so much smaller and, you know, whatnot. But that, you know, helped me learn just to keep, you know, competing against those type of people, you know. And I I love the challenge. I love, you know, just kind of being the underdog, I guess, you know, and trying to prove those, you know, people wrong and whatnot that don't think, you know, I could do that and could play with, you know, that type of, you know, older kids whatever. But I'm um, just growing up, you know, like I said, playing with my brother, you know, I had an older cousin who was six years older than me. Um, and my uncle, he was a basketball coach, high school coach. So we would go to, you know, those games, you know, every week. So just seeing that, seeing them out there, um, just kind of made me, you know, fall in love. And I knew that's kind of what I wanted to do kind of later on down the road. That's great, coach. I like what you say about kind of being the underdog. I think that's kind of where we all start uh, from a perspective of like, uh, there's generations now that they don't start off as the underdog. Too many people gas them up, and hype them up. So they believe that they're great from the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think that underdog mentality makes you work harder. And mm-hmm. you, when you're playing against older boys like that, especially those that are, that are related to you, you want to prove mm-hmm. something because it just means more. And so I think that get, that kind of gives you a good drive, a competitive drive. So what was your experience as a player coach? You know, you know, I grew up, like I said, you know, I played all through school, played in high school. Um, you know, I wasn't, definitely wasn't the best player. You know, I was one of the shorter guys. You know, I, I think when I graduated high school, I was probably five, five, seven, five, eight. You know, I played point, point guard. And, um, I, I, you know, I knew I wasn't good enough to play in college. Um, so I knew I kind of had to shift my focus on, okay, you know, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do in the real world? You know, what, what's next? Um, so, you know, that's, Kind of when I shifted, you know, I talked to my high school coach a little bit. Maybe coaching, you know, was it. So yeah. um, I decided at high school uh, to go up to you know, Kansas State, um, just, you know, a couple hours down the road. And, 
You know, I, I really got lucky. You know, I sent an email to the uh, Dobo at the time and I uh, didn't know him at all. He sent an email. He told me, yeah, sure, come in, come to work out. Um, kind of used that as my interview. And, you know, I went in there and, you know, they they told me to go back, come back the next day. So I think I did something right, you know. So, it, you know, and ever since then, just, you know, being involved every day with it. Um, you know, at, at that time, Frank Martin's at K-State. Yeah. And then just seeing him, seeing how he operated and, like, his background, um, you know, being a high school teacher, you know, he – you know, was a, was a bouncer at one time, you know, like yeah. to see him come from like where he came from to where he is now. Um, that kind of motivated me to, to go and coaching a little more, you know, just seeing that, you know, it can be done, you know, you don't have to be a player, you know, in college, you, you know, you can, you know, work your way up the, the ladder and, you know, kind of go from there. Well, you, you're talking about coach Martin in particular, yeah, as a as a Hispanic, I look at Coach Martin in a different light than, than some people, and maybe just like other people that feel like, man, a guy, a Puerto Rican guy, can come up that's fiery. That's like here again, like you said, as a high school teacher, like that just relates to me because I'm in the high school system, and I've been in the, in education for a while now, and I think, man, that that guy commands so much respect on such a wide level and in a high level. Uh, you know, I just, I think, man, what, what could you not learn from him? What could you not, how could he make you, how could he not make you feel like if he could do it, you could do it. That's really how I feel oh, about absolutely. it. Absolutely. And so I think that it's also what you're kind of alluding to. So what was your experience as a manager and a GA and then, and then as a video coordinator? Uh, how, how was that experience for you at, at, uh, you know, there at K-State and also right at where right now where you're at at Wichita State? You know, it, you know, I loved it. Um, you know, I don't think if I would have skipped one of those steps, I don't think I would be, you know, where I'm at right now. I think each, yeah. each, you know, place I was at was, you know, manager, GA, video coordinator, now director of player development, you know, that's, that's, you know, made me who I am today. Yeah. So I am, you know, I, I'm grateful, you know, being a manager, you know, I learned so much, you know, you see at that level, you see and you hear everything. Yeah. You know, I know maybe some of the players or coaches don't think you do, but <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're always there. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, you could, it's, you know, invaluable kind of what you learn and, you know, each thing, you know, like the next step, the ladder, you know, I, I want to be a real well-rounded person, you know, I mean, I want each facet of the program I want to learn, um, you know, so I, you know, I, it's just kind of one of those things that, you know, whatever role I'm in, uh, my goal is to provide you with most value. You know, I, yeah. and to me, you know, like titles, I, I don't, I don't like to look at the title. I don't care, you know, what the title is, if you're a manager, you know, GA, assistant coach, whatever it is. I think each person can provide, you know, a certain type of value. And it's kind of up to you to determine, you know, what that is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, you know, coming in, you know, when I, you know, left K-State, I was there for five years as a manager and I went to the University of Hawaii for a year as a GA and going out there, um, you know, I was, you know, grad assistant in charge of film and stuff, um, you know, and a couple of weeks before our season was going to start, um, our head coach ended up getting let, let go. You know, they wow. kind of had an NC investigation and I, I knew about it a little bit before I went out there. I didn't know the, you know, specifics and all of it. And so, you know, obviously two weeks before our first game, our coach gets let go. Um, they promote, you know, our associate head to, you know, interim head coach. You know, for me at that time, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen then. Yeah. But looking back, that was one of the best things that could ever happen to me. Because, you know, and then I was just kind of shifted up, 
you know, I still did the videos, still did all, all the court stuff with the guys, you know, working out, rebound, all that. And then I did a lot of the travel stuff. Um, so it just kind of propelled me into that role. And, you know, I was busy, you know, long hours in the office. I remember, you know, you're going to get an office around you know, 8 o'clock and then wouldn't leave till 6 or 7, you know, after practice, go home, eat, and come back. And I had to do my homework. And then I had to yeah. figure out, you know, the flights. You know, it's, that's part of it, though. And I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, and that, you know, after that year when I was at Hawaii, um, they didn't end up keeping you know, the staff. So came back home to Wichita, where I'm from. And uh, I knew – kind of knew one of the, the special assistant um, to Coach Marshall here, which stuff they went to high school with him, kept in good contact with him, just, you know, have asked him, hey, you know, what's the opportunities within your program? You know, I'm here in town. And kind of I had met Coach Marshall before, really didn't know him real well. Um, so he told me to come in the next week and, you know, and, you know and the rest is history. You know, I kind of, you know, you know, started, finished my GA. Um, I you know, the graduate degree with Wichita State and then um, kind of worked my way up, video coordinator, and kind of where I'm at now. So That's great, Coach. Uh, you know, a lot of that, you, you talk about managers and and then all the things that you have to do and, you know, they should be able <laughs> I mean, a lot of managers could look into maybe writing books and because mm-hmm. about their experiences because they hear so much, like you said, like you probably hear more than the average uh I guess even employee around the program, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you hear even more than some of the assistant coaches because you're hearing them talk as well. And then you're, mm-hmm. you can kind of formulate and think, well, if he's saying that and they're saying that and they're thinking, <laughs> I mean, I, I look at managers and man, there's, they're just the greatest help to a program and just in particular, the players like right. managers get everything done for them and are like, I don't know, an extension of their parents, you know, on the mm-hmm. court, like need a Gatorade. Here you go. Need a water. here, <laughs> You know, like that's something I see parents doing at halftime or something. You know what I mean? And, right. and I, and I just think that's such a servant leadership role. Like right. you, you don't have necessarily a, a huge title, but you have a title with the players. You have a title with the coaches because without you, there's some things that are not as comfortable and as accessible. So I, 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 I love the, the story of managers, the experience of managers. And I think that's a, it's an avenue where I think a lot of managers here, again, could write a book at some point about their experiences in some programs. So I just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, you made me kind of think about that. So now as a, as a player development guy, uh, what's your approach to that within that program? Right. You know, and I, to me, um, and kind of what we do here with stuff State, I guess, you know, it, it you know, each player is different. You know, we yeah. look at each guy, obviously, you know, they have, you know, their strengths, their weaknesses and, and whatever. So, and I, to me, I like to think of it, you know, it's kind of like, you know, somebody who, you know, who's on a diet or whatever. So, you know, you have, let's say, you know, your, your goal, you're trying to lose some weight, you know, whatnot, you're trying to lose, you know, 50 or 60 pounds, you know, each, if you, and then most people, you know, it, it just depends on your body type. You know, yeah. you attack it different ways. So, you know, the same thing, you know, for player development, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not going to, like, just for example, you know, our point guard last year, Samaja Hayes-Jones, you know, he was, you know, left-handed point guard, and he was kind of like a guy, you know, who would, if he drove left, you know, left to the rim, and if he went right, most times he's going to pull. So, you know, for him, what we would try to really work on is, you know, we were going to work on his right hand, come off the ball screen, going straight to the rim, working on finishes. 
So, you know, like I said, each, each player, you know, is different. So we try to, you know, everything's calculated for us. So we try to, you know, take like a self-scout, self-assessment, self-assessment on each guy, um, kind of formulate, you know, what, you know, this is what they do you know, really well. This is what, you know, that they could work on and then kind of build it from there. Um, you know, and each, you know, each player obviously retains information differently. And, you know, it's up to, you know, us coaches to determine, you know, what, what's the best way to instruct them. You know, do they, they need to watch film, you know, do they need to come up to the office and draw up on the board? You know, are we, you know, hands first, you know, are we on the court? You know, all those kind of things kind of go into, you know, our, our player development. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, kind of what I do, you know, my role, you know, as a GA, you know, video coordinator and obviously now player development. Um, you know, I couldn't always be on the court with the guy. So I'm in the office, you know, coming up with a plan. Okay, this is what we need to do, you know, whether, like I said, on the court, off the court. You know, it goes all the way around to, you know, you know, time management too. You know, yeah. I think that's huge for college students. They, some of these kids don't, they've never, you know, they've been living with their parents. You know, they've had a high school coach. They're, this is the first time they're really on their own. And 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid, it's hard. You know, it was hard for me. Yeah. So just trying to teach them, you know, okay, so you wake up, that you only have, you know, wait day o'clock. Okay, then you got to go to practice. And then you got to go to, you know, study hall, you know, whatever it may be. This is how you best utilize your day. So I think that's kind of where, you know, I come in. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I, I want to provide the most value as I can, you know, for these guys, for, you know, our coaching staff or, you know, whoever, for, you know, maybe. Yeah, no, coach, like you're talking about development, not just workouts, uh, mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of guys think about player development is like, all right, you take these guys to some workouts, which you do. Yeah, you, you have to take them to some, you know, some skill stuff, you know, uh, some rebounding, some blocking out, some footwork, you know, obviously. But there's another part of that that's actual development, like you're talking about an overall uh, holistic approach where it's like it's not just about the game. It's about you doing the right things off the court as well. And I love what you said about time management because that's the ultimate, to me, that's the ultimate college experience is you get to learn how to manage your time. If you want to be successful, if you don't, then, yeah, that, <laughs> you throw that out the window. But that also kind of takes you through the rest of your life is how to manage your time wisely and then really knowing there's a time and a place. So. I really appreciate you saying that coach. Now, yeah. you know, you talked earlier about like hearing, hearing different, hearing everything that goes on in a program and kind of being privy to some things because you're just in the, the general vicinity, you know, proximity is everything when it comes to hearing things. And uh, what have you learned about the profession, you know, from being around some of the great coaches that you've been around coach Marshall, uh, you know, coach Martin, coach Weber. I mean, what, what have you learned from those guys from just, you know, here again, being around? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I could, I could go on and on about, you know, these guys, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think, you know, to start kind of, you know, with, let's just start with, you know, coach Martin, um, you know, for him going in, you know, I, like I said, you know, my background played in high school a little bit, um, you know, and, and then started, you know, being a manager and going to him. And I was at my first week of practice, you know, I, I was a wide-eyed freshman. You know, I, I didn't – I've never seen his style before. Um, you know, kind of, you know, that – I don't want to say, like, in-your-face coaching, but he's he's yeah. not going to let anything slide. You know, he's going to yeah. tell you exactly what's on his mind. He's going to, you know, not hold anything back. 
doesn't matter if you're a walk-on, your starter, you know, whoever it may be. And it doesn't matter if you're a manager or your assistant coach. Um, he's going to tell you. Which, you know, at the time, I, I was like, you know, what I, what I do? You know, what, what what's going on? But, like, right now, I, thinking back, looking back on that, Oh, it's one of the best, you know, you know, learning, you know, experiences I think I've had. And what he preached, you know, his big thing, you know, toughness, you know, defense and rebounding. Um, I think my years up there, I was at K State from 2009 to 2014. And if I, you know, off the top of my head, I bet you we were, you know, top, top, you know, two or three teams in the conference when it came to, you know, defense rebound or offense rebounding. Yeah. That's just what he preached. That's what he, he stressed. Um, and that's what, you know, kind of carried with me, you know, when I become a head coach, that's, those are the things that are most important to me as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, for him too, he was huge on relationships, you know, in order to coach that way, you have to have those type of relationships with your yeah. guys, you know, because if you didn't, you know, obviously you're going to lose respect and you know, they won't listen to you and whatnot. So, you know, I think for me, just, you know, seeing that and then, you know, he, the guys competed every day. It didn't matter, you know, who you're playing the next game or whatever your exhibition game or you know, you're playing conference tournament or whoever it may be, they competed. And that's what I love to see. And, you know, I was very fortunate, you know, Coach Martin was great, you know, on that staff. Um, you know, Brad Underwood was assistant coach. Yeah. You know, obviously he's at Illinois. Uh, Matt Figger was assistant coach. He's, you know, head coach at Austin Peay. So I, just in those, like, three years I was there, those are three head coaches that, you know, I worked for. And, you know, yeah. Those are, you know, great guys that I learned from. Um, then kind of moving on, you know, once – uh, Coach Martin left to go to South Carolina. Um, Coach Weber comes in, um, and you know he was another guy. I mean, he's he's a guy that really cares for his players. Relationships yeah. are huge with him. Um, he invests in his players and then people in general. Um, he's one of the best guys I, I would say in the business. Yeah, you know, willing to go out of his way to talk with you doesn't matter who you are. You know, he really he's a people person. He's just a great guy. You know, he's like your your friend's dad. You know, he's, he's just, <laughs> exactly. you know, he's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I remember walking in, you know, we would do laundry late at night, and I'd walk into the gym, you know, at 10, 10, 30, you know, he's in the gym with one of our players just form shooting. You know, like he, he really invests in his guys. I think that's kind of what I take away uh, from Coach Weber. And then, uh, you know, moving on to Coach Marshall, I mean, I, I could go on and on about Coach Marshall. I, I mean, I, I feel like I've gotten, you know, I've, I've had my, you know, bachelor's degree, state state, got my master's from Wichita State, and I feel like I'm getting my PhD in coaching right now. Awesome. I mean, the, the guy is, you know, his attention to detail is remarkable. It's yeah. like nobody I've ever seen. And I, I always call him, he's like a mad scientist. You know, he's always <laughs> thinking, he's always coming in, you know, yeah. watching the office. He's got a brand new play to draw up. You know, he, he's always, he's always thinking about what he can do to make his team, team better. Um, you know, he's, he's the ultimate motivator. You know, he knows exactly how to get his guys to play hard. You know, I think that's pretty evident, you know, by, you know, how the success that he's had, you know. Um, another guy that I think the core of his philosophy is, is defense and rebounding. Um, you know, we not successful, you know, going to the Final Four, you know, Sweet 16s and, you know, that. It's, you know, we weren't, you know, leading the nation in, you know, defense efficiency, you know, rebounding, defense rebound, offense rebounding. Um, and that just kind of goes to, you know, his philosophy where, you know, his, he didn't, you know, he didn't want to coach, you know, anybody's effort. You know, what yeah. what we ask for our guys now is we, all we ask for is honest day's effort. You know, we want you to play with motor. We want you to be motored up. We want to play with 100%. 
You know, he might not always make every shot. You know, he might miss a defensive assignment here and there. But if you're playing hard, you're talking, you're communicating, you know, we, we can deal with that. You know, if yeah. we have to coach your effort, we, I mean, there's, we don't want you out there. You know, we don't want to waste our time. We're, we're constantly on you to get you to play hard. You yeah. know, you won't play for Coach Marshall if you don't play hard. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think, you know, the mantra we had was play angry and you know, we try to practice angry, you know, and we try to find a way to you know, improve every day. And I think in practice, that, that's where you earn your playing time. You yeah. know, I mean, I don't, I think, you know, what we try to do, we make practice harder than the game. You know, yeah. we, we intentionally put some adversity in practice. We want to see how you respond to the adversity. Because um, if you don't respond to it well in practice, how are you going to do it in the game? Yeah. So, you know, I, I just think, you know, those things, uh, those are, you know, what I'm going to carry on when I eventually become a head coach. And that's my goal right on down the road. And, yeah. You know, from, you know, Coach Marshall has been a huge influence, you know, in my life. And I can't, can't you know, say enough about him. That's great, Coach. I, I like what you say about each coach. In particular, knowing Coach Weber, uh, you're right. Very good, you know, very good with people. Super good. Like, he's always good about texting me back and, and you know, having a good conference. Always saying, hey, how's the family? Uh, just very personable and just a really, really good guy. Like you said, somebody, your friend's uncle, your friend's dad. Like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Just a good guy. And then Coach Marshall. I mean, when you've won over 71% of your games in 22 seasons, man, uh, you're doing something right when you've had the success that he's had, you know, being a national coach of the year, stuff like that, you know, a couple of times over. Uh, yeah, you have to be methodical and kind of there's an edge about you. And I, when I see him, I see there's a guy with an edge. He's out thinking you. He's already, you're, you're one step behind already. If he gets right. ahead of you, it's, it's over. And so, you know, those guys, uh, Coach Martin as well, those guys are just solid guys. And, you know, you're very fortunate to have been under them. So, you know, kind of going through all that, Coach, and, and, you know, having to get feedback or criticism from people uh, throughout your, you know, that process of, of getting to where you're at now, how did you process those things, you know, as far as feedback and criticism? How did how did you deal with that? Yeah, Um you know, I, right now, you know, I try to embrace it. Um, you know, at first, when I first kind of started, you know, with the GA or manager, whatever it may be, I, I, you know, tended to take it personal. Um, and I learned quick, you can't do that. It's just, yeah. You yeah. know, and I, I, I think, you know, right now, and like I said, I love to embrace it. You know, I, for me, I want to focus, you know, on the message itself and maybe not necessarily how it was delivered. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you kind of, you take it, you process it. Okay, you, you take you know what you can learn from, and then okay, here we go. We're moving on. You know, you don't you don't harp on it. You're not going to stay on it. You know, it's it, You take it, you move on. Here we go. Um, and you know, and there's always going to be criticism. Now, no matter you know what you do, you know, winning. You know, you could be the winningest coach ever. You're still going to have criticism. Yeah. You know, and I, I just think you, you know, you take it. It depends. You know, who it's coming from. First of all, you know, but I. But I think, you know, even you know, as a manager, you know, I, I think managers can still provide, you know, good feedback or criticism. I think it's yeah. important, you know, that you always listen to, you know, everybody. You know, everybody has a different perspective. They, they see things different from the way you see it. And they can each provide, you know, like that value. So for me, you know, I, I'm always going to be listening. I'm always going to have open door. I'm going to listen to everything. Um, it's just, you know, I think you, like I said, you have, you have to embrace it, you know, and take it for what's worth and then kind of, kind of go from there. So that's great coach. It, it, 
I like how you were honest about it. You know, at first I took it personal. I mean, that's, you know, that's great that you're, you're kind of vulnerable to say that because it's true. I mean, not everybody's so good with it at first and maybe even, you know, as time goes on, it's not personal. I'm going to, like you said, take out of it what the message that you need to take, you're going to take out of it what you need to take and never mind the, or take out the tone and never mind how they're doing it. Um, that's just a mature, that's just called maturity, right? As people. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think that's a great coach that you kind of matured through that process. So I, I, I like your perspective because of all the places and, and, and the, the experiences you've had and the ways that you've served a program and continue to. So what advice would you give to aspiring coaches of how to kind of get their foot in the door or, and be in the profession? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, maybe I can just kind of go back and tell kind of my story, I guess. Um, so, I, you know, for me, like I said, when I came out of high school, um, all I did was send an email. Um, and I got lucky, you know, they invited me in for practice. And then I think it's just up to you to make the most out of, make the most of those opportunities. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's hard, you know, not a lot of programs do that. Um, you know, they're, they're not going to invite you right away just from an email, especially if they don't know you. You know, I'm a guy who was lucky. You know, I, you know, right place, right time, I guess you could say. Um, but, you know, I think, so after, you know, I graduated from K-State trying to find a graduate assistant position, I probably sent 500 emails if not more, wow. you know, the coaches from all over the, the country, um, just saying, Hey, you know, tell them my situation, trying to get into coaching. Do you have any um, advice for me? You know, I, I wouldn't always ask for, you know, like an open position. Um, cause I think, you know, we get, you know, myself included so many emails like that almost every day. So to me, I kind of tailored, Hey, you know, I, I'm just, I want to get some advice. It's kind of how to break into this profession. Um, can you have five minutes for me? You know, here's my phone number. Here's my resume, you know, can you call whenever? And that, that definitely helped. I think I got a lot more responses from that. Yeah. Um, Cause I think you have to establish that relationship first. Um, and then, you know, you can go into, you know, Hey, by the way, you know, I'm, you know, I'm looking for a position, looking for a job, whatever it may be, you know, let me know if you hear anything kind of the way I worded it. Yeah. Um, and that was huge. And that built my network. You know, I can go through, I have a big notebook that has everybody's name and every phone number, you know, and I, I try to hit them periodically a couple times you know once or twice a month and you know so you know, i think that was huge for me and you know i think another thing that i would recommend is for you know young guys trying to get into business is you know you can you have a resume you know you have a cover letter um you can send the programs but make like a packet um you know about yourself you know maybe whether if it's you could make a scouting report over the program you're trying to get a job you know and, and try to show the coaches you know what you can do um, you know, maybe make a video edit, you know, if you're good with, you know, a high movie, you know, I don't know if they have you know, capabilities of synergy sports coding or what we use now. If you have any of those skills, you know, put that on there, show them that you can do that. Wow. Um, you know, I think another thing that's huge right now is, you know, making graphics for, you know, recruiting graphics. You know, every kid now that wants to be recruited wants one of those graphics. So if you have those <laughs> Photoshop skills, yeah, you know, in yeah. design, that's huge, you know, and I, and that's what I tell guys now. I mean, if you're trying to get in the business, you know, and, I, I mean, if, especially if you don't know what to major in college, look at trying to either get a minor, maybe get your major in, you know, um, graphic design. Yeah. That's a huge up and coming, um, you know, you know, position, you know, and especially in division one, I'm sure in all levels that, you know, you can provide so much value for recruiting just for the team and just, you know, putting you know, your brand out there. Um, basically, you know, basically like you got to just do something to separate yourself, you know, from everybody else. 
Yeah. You know, we get so many resumes and cover letters every day. I think making that packet, making the video edit of those graphics, you know, whatever it is, if I receive that, oh yeah, I'm pulling that out, I'm looking at it, you know, that, that guy's moving to the top of my list, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, that's huge. Um, you know, another thing I, I, I think, you know, you obviously in this business, you have to make sacrifices, you know, yeah. and, and you know, for me, you know, I, you going back, you know, to, you know, I graduated K-State. Um, the weekend after graduation, you know, I, I go to a wedding and I, I, at the wedding I met, you know, she, I mean, she's my wife now, but you know, my girlfriend at the time we started talking. Um, and then I think the next day after that wedding, she moved to Nashville. And wow. you know, at the time, I think we kept talking, you know, for a couple more weeks and then I went out and visited her. And then at that point we started dating. Um, I came back, you know, lived with my parents and I was in Wichita next week. I get a call interview with Hawaii. And then three days later after that call, I accepted it. And the next week I was on a plane to Hawaii. So it just happened, you know, so fast. So basically, you know, I, I lived in, started dating, you know, this girl and I was in Hawaii and she was in Nashville. So for 10 months, you know, that's, that's how we, you know, that's how we, we lived. Yeah. You know, the five, and it was hard, you know, that five hour time difference. And that, and that, you know, getting in this business, taking those jobs that, you know, long ways away from your friends, your family. And then, like I said, you got to make those sacrifices if you're, you're going to make it. Um, but, you know, at that time when I was in Hawaii, you know, I, I think that's kind of helped me and my wife, you know, because all we could do, we're that far away. All we could do is, you know, all we, we just communicate. We talk on the phone, you know, we FaceTime and everything. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I think that's eventually, you know, like I said, we're married now and that's what helped. But, I mean, you know, I could have. I wasn't serious about getting into this business. You know, I could have, you know, just took a job, you know, close to home or close to her and, you know, just try to, you know, take on not the easy way out, but, you know, more convenient. Yeah. But that's that's not what, you know, this business is about. You know, if you're going to make it, you have to make the sacrifice. You kind of got to do what, you know, a lot of people aren't willing to do. Yeah. What, um, you, what you did was yeah. you invested in y'all's future as well. Uh, right. And sometimes that's what sacrifice becomes is an investment. And mm-hmm. uh, when you... It's, Having been married for 16 years and four kids, uh, there's certain things that you do that takes away time from your family and the ones that you love the most, being your wife. Uh, you know, you, you make an investment when it comes to sacrifice because it's like there's going to be a tomorrow. There's going to be a, a 10 years from now. There's going to be a forever, right? Because that's what that ring entails. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you have to plan for forever in little ways. And if it requires sacrifice, it's not going to kill you, you know, go ahead and get it done. And I think good on her as well for, for kind of understanding that and hanging in there with you. Um, yeah. And she knew, I think right away, you know, that's, yeah. and that's the biggest thing. I think you have to have a good support system in this business, you know, whether that's your family, that's your friends, that is your significant other. Um, they have to, you know, that's, it's really important. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to provide up why, you know, like I, with those circumstances I said earlier, you know, a head coach is like go to week before the season and, I really didn't know anybody, you know, yeah. out in Hawaii. You know, I moved out there. I didn't know a soul. I was from the Midwest <laughs> and moved to an island out in the middle of the ocean. You know, that's, <laughs> that's it's different. a different culture. You know, yeah. it was it was hard. Yeah. It wasn't easy. Yeah. Um, and having that support system, having her, having my parents, having my friends, that's kind of what got me through. You yeah. know, that's um, great. And it's, it's, I can't stress that enough, you know, and it's, I give my wife props. I mean, she, she put up with me for this long. We've been married for two years now and, and we dated for three years. And like I said, the first 10 months we were together. You know, I lived in Hawaii. She lived in Nashville. And all we knew was just talking the phone. You know, she would, you know, five-hour time difference. So when I got off of work, out of practice, 
you know, six o'clock out there, you know, it was 11 o'clock, almost midnight back where she was at. And yeah. I would still call her every single night and we'd talk on the phone and during the night for her. So I, yeah. you know, and that's kind of what helped me, you know, get through that out there, which not, not saying I had to get through like a bad thing. It's just, you know, it, there was adversity. And I think you just, obviously you got to be able to push through that. You need people to help you, you know, move from, you know, just to be a better yourself, kind of get from one place to the other. Yeah. But given the context of what, you know, your age at that time, like you said, you're from the Midwest, even though that's a hot spot for most people to vacation, it's not in comparison to Hawaii. And so, you know, you think about the differences, like so many things happening at one time. It's like a whirlwind uh, Mm -hmm. of sorts. You get that information that the head coach is being let go. Uh, You know, you're trying to, you know, maintain this relationship that you feel is worth maintaining long distance. Uh, It just, you know, when you have those, that's what really forges you through that type of experience and that, and that fire, you really find out who really wants to be in your corner and who's going to stay there. And uh, you know, it's through the tough times that we find those things out, not through the good times because the good times are easy. So yeah. Right. And I think that's, sorry to interrupt. I, I, I think, you know, moving away like that for me, you know, that was, a huge learning experience you yeah. know obviously you know you're going to learn you know obviously again basketball and kind of get your way get it get you out of your comfort zone i think that was the biggest thing for me you know i was, I was from the midwest and went to school at k-state and i wanted to i kind of wanted to get away i didn't think i moved four thousand miles away yeah but you know that, that's the best way to do it i think and then you know while i'm out there like like you said you learn like who's in your corner you learn who you know you learn about the people who you know who's real who, who's not real who's got your back you know who and then, you know, obviously you learn obviously a lot about yourself, what, what's important to you, you yeah. know, you know, is your family important to you, you know, are you just all in on basketball, you know, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, it's, it, I, you know, I can't say enough. I mean, that's, you know, what helped me out so much just to get away, get a different perspective. And then, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to come back home, you know, to Wichita, and, you know, I. Uh, you know, it's it's at home. You know, my family's there, my parents are there, my wife's got a good job, and then I'll be able to learn from one of the best coaches in the nation. You know, Chris yeah. Marshall. So it's yeah. it's been great, and you know, the good Lord had a plan for me, and you know, we're just we're going to follow that, and you know, see what happens. Great, coach. So you know, because you know, my next question was going to be about what you've learned through your experience, and I think you're sharing all that. I think you're sharing more than just that. You're sharing how it's kind of. Uh, again molded you and and really grew you up uh and that's fantastic so my next question after that would be you know here again as you progress through your career because you still got a long ways to go uh what eventually do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done that's that's a loaded question right there (laughs) um you know i the biggest thing for me i'd say Whatever I do, I, I just want to impact lives. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to help others, you know, live and live up and play to their full potential. Um, you know, one of our goals, we take this all the time here, you know, with stuff say we, we want boys to become, you know, men. Yeah. You know, we want to get you ready for the real world because eventually that ball is going to stop bouncing. You know, it's only, yeah. it's only a matter of time. You're not going to play for the rest of your life. So, you know, what we do, you know, you know, on and off the court, you know, we, we're teaching these guys, you know, how to play the game of basketball. But what we're really doing is trying to get them to be successful in life, try to set them up to be successful 
later on down the road, you know, have a family, you know, be supportive, you know, get a job, you know, with all the time, you know, especially during the off season right now, you know, we're out in the community, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, hospital team kids, we're going to donors homes, you know, we're, we're, you know, introducing our players to, you know, you know, people in the community because you never yeah. know what, you know, they might need a job later on down the road. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, you know, as my legacy, you know, what I try to do every day, and this comes down to just one of my goals, you know, I have certain set of goals, you know, I, I have written down. One of the first things is, you know, I want to make each person I come into contact feel like they're the most important person in the world. Yeah. So whether that's, you know, a player that walks into the office, you know, I'm busy, I'm working on a scout, you know, I've I got to get it done in the next couple of days. If that player walks into my office, I am getting off my computer, I'm stopping what I'm doing, and I'm fully, you know, they get all my time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I try to do that with everybody, you know, whether if it's, you know, one of our coaches, a manager, you know, somebody else in the athletic department, or, you know, it could be some random person on the street. And I, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, be on my phone trying to text whether they're trying to have the conversation with, conversation with me. I think that's disrespectful. So, I, like I said, I want to make, each person I come into contact to like the most important person in the world. And I think, you know, just what my parents ingrained in me, you know, whether it's my faith, I mean, that's really important to me, you know, you know, you know, I, I want to change lives. I want to help, you know, like I said, guys get to where they can't get them. They can't get themselves. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whether that's, you know, I, I think that kind of translates and that'll help you win games later on down the road. Cause that's all about relationships. You yeah. know, and, you know, my goal, you know, obviously I would love to win national championship when, you know, be the all-time winningest coach in history. But end of the day, when I'm on my deathbed, that's not going to be what's most important to me. True. What's going to be most important to me is those relationships yeah. and then what kind of difference that I made in, you know, people's lives. Coach, I thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being on, sharing your perspective. It's a great perspective. And, uh, and I know you, you've got a long ways to go on this, this profession and I look forward to keeping up with it, man. And, and, and what you're going to accomplish and, uh, and what you guys are going to accomplish there at Wichita state. Uh, one of my buddies, Isaac Brown's on that staff, really good guy. Uh, you know, so that you, you've got a lot to look forward to this season and for the rest of your career. So I thank you coach for being on and, uh, and for, you know, just giving of your time. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me. It was a lot of fun. And, I, you know, hopefully, you know, like I said, my goal is to, you know, pay it forward. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I want to help as many people as I can, you know, so hopefully if I can inspire somebody, one person, 10 people, whatever it may be, that's, that's my goal. So I appreciate you taking your time and having me on too. So thank you so much, coach. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to the creative coaching podcast. Know that you are appreciated, so please take the time to listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter at CreativeCoach47. Here again, all of this I thank you for. Please leave a rating, subscribe, follow, leave feedback. Uh, This is your platform, so, you know, take ownership of it. And here again, you are appreciated, so thank you.